women today, I see a lot about, you know, blending your work life and your personal life and your health and fitness, blending it all together. And I will say like, there's a, there's a lot of beauty in that, but also learning how to compartmentalize some things when you can. So like, if you are really making your health and fitness a priority and you're really trying to work on your exercise routine, like you've got to carve out that time. Like you really do have to really like say, okay, this is my 45 minutes. This is me time. This is all I have and give it everything you have in that one moment. Like you can't always blend everything together. Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. So today on Menopause Mastery, my guest is M.K. Stahl. She's a multi-location Fit Body Bootcamp owner and the community manager for the entire franchise. She's a mom, a wife, and is passionate about helping others live their best life on their own terms. And she's become an expert at balancing motherhood and business ownership and entrepreneurship. MK prides herself on being able to help others move outside of their comfort zones at the gym and in all areas of life. And so this conversation was a great conversation for multiple reasons. Number one, we talk about how to how to get fitness into your daily life and how to make it part of your lifestyle. Many of her boot camp participants are women in their 40s and 50s and beyond that are working on trying to get the body that they deserve and to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, and the beauty of this conversation is MK is younger, right? You know, honestly, she could easily probably be my daughter. But the really cool aspect of this conversation is regardless of what age MK is, she's figured out about how to really step into her power and her passion and make that part of her life, but also continue to do the things that we have to do, even when we're 40 and 50 and we may not have kids anymore, but we might be managing um, ailing parents or helping our own kids with their kids. And the same challenges are true. And so the other part of this conversation that was great is how to really get lifestyle activities like your fitness into your daily routine where it's consistent and effective every day. And so really, I'd love for you to listen to this conversation and learn about how how to a, change your body in a physical um, aspect and make yourself healthier, but also maybe how to tap into that desire you may have about how you might want to live your life in the future from somebody who took the leap. So join MK and I on Menopause Mastery. MK, I am so excited to have you on, and I would love for you, because you have mastered kind of the business owner, mom world, I want you to tell your story. Tell me yeah. how you got here, because I'm sure everybody's story is always unique, and I love hearing it. Oh, definitely. So I started as a client at a Fit Body Boot Camp when I was super young, so I was 26. I started going to boot camp with a friend, and I was working in a 
real estate firm at the time as an operations manager. And, you know, being that I was still kind of young, I didn't know what my career was going to look like. I did, I hadn't really found my passion yet. And so I started going to boot camp and just absolutely loved boot camp. And it wasn't the workout that I loved so much. It was just like the culture and the community and the people that I was connecting with. And I had this sense of community that I had never felt before that really made me want to go work out every day. And so I kept coming home to my husband saying like, I wish I could find a career where I could be doing something like this. Like maybe I could be a coach or maybe I should be a personal trainer. I, I wasn't really sure at the time. And so, you know, I become a member of Fit Body. I start going month after month. And then one day I said, I have a crazy idea. Why don't I just open up my own boot camp?" And my husband, again, super young. We had just gotten married, just purchased our first home. We didn't have any money. Like we were both working in, you know, those first jobs out of college. And so my husband's a physical therapist by trade. Like he has that background in fitness, but I didn't, I, I went to school for communications. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to open up my own gym. And of course he's like, this is just a crazy idea that you have this shall pass. And so I kept talking to him about it. And one thing led to the next, and we scheduled a call with the franchise and flew out to California to do all of the training, which they're based in California. We have about 250 locations nationwide today. And I just, I was like, this is it. I'm going to do this. This is going to be my career. I know I don't have any money, but I'm going to figure it out. We'll take out a loan. We'll do what we ever, whatever we have to do. And so we opened up our first location within six months. We were, you know, making a profit. We had a ton of members. It was great. It was seriously the most fun that I could ever imagine having in a, in a career. And I was excited to get up and, and work with the clients and just, you know, witness the way fitness was changing their life, not just like their physical you know, body image, but out and it's spilling out into other areas of their life. So, you know, I did that for a few years. I ended up buying another location a few years later, and then I opened up a location almost a year ago with a girl who coached with me for a long time. And she wanted to have her own location, but she needed some help. So I opened up a location with her. And so I've successfully opened three locations today and I'm the community manager for the franchise. And really the reason being is because owning my own business and, and really taking that leap of faith completely changed my life. And I can't imagine it in any other way. And I love so much to help other people do that if they have a passion for fitness, if they have an, a passion for helping other people. I want to help them see like there is a way that you can do that too. And so that's kind of like my role with the franchise now as a community manager is I help other people do what I did and kind of inspire them. So it, it's a super rewarding position and I, I just love what I do. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting because I'm sure, you know, a lot of the women probably listening to this podcast are probably thinking, well, she's young. You know, of course that makes sense because <laughs> you, know, right. you got this this time in front of you because, you know, my whole mindset for menopause mastery is a lot of women maybe had that that sensation or urge early on and then had kids and, you know, obligation, particularly my age group. We were taught, I was taught, you just go grind it out in corporate America and you just keep clawing your way up that ladder and pray that you get there because for us to be in the workplace and get climb the ladder is part of that. But I think a lot of women too, as we get into our, you know, 40s and 50s, which 
is older than you for sure, but they start looking back and they're like, gosh, I would like to have something that's more meaningful, right? And and obviously, and, and sometimes more meaningful experience with my body because I now have time and maybe a little more funds and other things where I can pay attention. And I have to say, it's so honoring to meet somebody that took the leap early, right? And said, okay, I'm just going to do this, right? <laughs> Because it's, yeah. it's such a trajectory to step into doing something you're passionate about and making it work. Oh, definitely. And, and I will say, you know, now that I have had two children, I, I grew my business and I grew my family at the same time. And looking back when I started this journey in business ownership, I never thought about how my life was going to change when I started having children. I always just had this mentality that like, this is my career that I chose and it's I'm going to continue to do that. And it's going to be easy because I love it. And even though you love something, it is incredibly challenging when you have children for your life to operate the same way. And so I've had so many, you know, my life has pivoted in ways that I could not have imagined in the last, really the last two years, once I had my second child, um, where I kind of understood, you know, even though this is still my passion, even though I still love doing this, I don't think I can open up more locations. I, I, that doesn't fit my life right now. My lifestyle is not going to allow for that. And so I've kind of had to reevaluate what I wanted back then and what I want now and how can I make that work? And I think a lot of women have to do that. And it's like you said, though, taking that leap of faith and having the courage to do something about it is sometimes just the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we have often fatalistic ideas of, you know, what that's going to look like. And it's probably more really that we don't know what it's going to look like when it succeeds. And so, so that, and so we sit and we ponder and think about and do all those other things. So I'd like to go back and talk about, you know, cause so you might be juggling children, right. And trying to juggle that with your responsibilities as a business owner, but you know, maybe people in my age group aren't juggling small children, but they might be juggling grandkids. Mm-hmm. Or like in my case, juggling the care of a of an ailing parent, and you know what are some of what are some of the big things that you found in your world that you're like, okay, here's like three or four things that I know I had to change once my kids came along. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's such a great question. So first thing that comes to mind is, you know, being someone who loves fitness, and I and I do work in the fitness industry. Fitness was a big part of my life, my daily routine, and so. I would work out pretty much every day. And when I started having kids, it's like, okay, I can't do that anymore. And I have to take what I can get. And my daughter always says, take what you get and don't throw a fit. And that's literally what I have to do is like, take the time that I do have and really use that 30 minutes, use that 45 minutes, work out. I know it's going to make me feel better and then go about my day. And if I have days where I can't do that, then so be it. And I used to get in that mindset where like all or nothing, I had to work out every single day or this day was a wash. And so you're, you know, speaking about dealing with an aging parent, my mother, so my mother right now, she's in her uh, upper fifties and she's, she's taking care of her mother. And she is in this season of life where she actually goes to Fit Body Bootcamp. She loves bootcamp. But she has those days where no two days are the same. And she sometimes can't predict what her day is going to look like. And so she could easily say, I'm not going to work out at all right now. I'm not going to exercise because my life's too crazy. But instead, what she does do is she makes it a priority to make it to the gym three days a week. And if she can go three days a week, then that's great. That's a win. If she can go four days, that's a bonus. And so really just breaking it down into like, 
you know, taking it day by day, but also setting those expectations for yourself that like, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be perfect, but I just have to do what I can in this season. And that's what I had to do when I became a mom and with my nutrition as well, you know, again, fitness and nutrition, they go hand in hand. And I used to think, oh, well, if my nutrition is not a hundred percent this day, then it's a wash. And as a new mom, your baby is your priority. Your nutritional needs is not. And so there were many days where I would get to like, you know, the evening and I'm like, what did I even eat today? And you get so down on yourself, like, oh, everything needs to be perfect. But really it's just taking those small steps towards, you know, feeling your best self, whether it's the next day you say, well, today I'm just going to prioritize water. And maybe next week you'll say this week, I'm going to try to prioritize protein and really just take it like step by step, day by day. That's really the only advice I can give anybody in a crazy season. It's like, you just have to appreciate when you do have those wins and celebrate them. And when you have those days where you're like, this really sucks. Just remember you've had better days and they're going to come. And so really not getting too caught up in that. Yeah. Yeah. I know as a practicing uh, clinical nutritionist, I would get these conversations and they'd say, okay, I want to start, but I want to start in three weeks because right now this is a little crazy and I just need things to like settle back in. I'm like, who, what planet are you on? (laughs) Like we don't, we don't like, I have never had three weeks that are the same. No. Right. That's consistent. Maybe guys do. I think some men in our world, you know, because they they have their boxes and they open each box separately, which we could go off on and joke about. But the reality is that our lives are just like that. And it's just going to do what it's going to do. And so we have to do those small, little tiny steps when we can. And so you're very right. So I'm sure those are conversations you're having with your community all the time. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And you know, most women today, I see a lot about, you know, blending your work life and your personal life and your health and fitness, blending it all together. And I will say like, there's a, there's a lot of beauty in that, but also learning how to compartmentalize some things when you can. So like, if you are really making your health and fitness a priority, and you're really trying to work on your exercise routine, like you've got to carve out that time. Like you really do have to really like say, okay, this is my 45 minutes. This is me time. This is all I have and give it everything you have in that one moment. Like you can't always blend everything together. Right, right. No, it's so very true. You know, the other thing that I think is really important, and I'm sure this is a big part of what you do with your community, is a lot of times we're really good about scheduling our work stuff. I have a meeting, I have to drive across town, I'll do that. But we put all of our personal needs, like my workout, my preparing food, my getting to the grocery store is sort of something we sort of let fall in between those things. And it doesn't happen because it's not something that pops up with a reminder and schedule it. So, you know, the beauty of your boot camp is it's, you know, what the time is and the community is going to be there, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love that. And, and two, to that point, me as a, as a young mother, I often hear, well, I have, I feel guilty if I go to the gym or I feel guilty if I take this time and take it away from my children or away from my work and spend it on myself. And to your point, I think that if you start just putting like your fitness routine and your, and your workout as a part of your day, like scheduling it in, it kind of eliminates that sense of guilt in a way, because it's like, 
It's just, just a part of my day. I know that this is going to make me the best that I can be. Like the days where I work out in the morning before my kids get up, I am the best mom that day. Like I feel empowered. I feel like I can take on anything. And the other days where I wasn't able to work out, not so much. And so I think like just removing that guilt piece, but then also, like you said, scheduling it in just like it was any other appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Now you and I were talking before we hopped on the podcast about your community because your community at boot campers, a lot of them are women over 40 that are really like possibly jumping in and probably hadn't worked out for a while too. So talk about how do you talk somebody that may be new to fitness or new to this type of fitness, you know, that might be a little bit older and a little worried about injury or do they have the capacity? Talk about how you help them sort of transition into a boot camp style exercise. Oh, yeah. So at Fit Body Bootcamp, one of the great things about it is it is for all fitness levels. So you can be a seasoned athlete, someone who works out every day to someone, like you said, has not worked out in 10 to 15 years, or maybe they identified as an athlete in college and they say, well, I used to be an athlete, but I haven't worked out in 15 years. We see that a lot. And I always correct people say, nope, you're still an athlete. You just haven't been working out. So let's get in that mindset that you're still an athlete. And so what we do is, you know, we meet our clients where they're at to prevent injury, to prevent burnout, and to really help motivate them and excite them about here's where you're at, here's what you can do, and let's slowly progress over time towards that bigger goal. And as you're working towards that goal, it may evolve into something else. It may evolve to a goal that's even greater than you can't even imagine today. It's a really starting very, very small. And because we do work with all fitness levels and because we can modify the workouts based on where you're at, that level of intimidation is not quite as high as if you would go somewhere else. It's because we're telling that person from day one, if you haven't worked out in 10 years, I hear you. The hardest part is just walking through the doors. Guess what? You did it. Good job. We're going to help you do the rest because if you can't do that box jump over there, we might have you doing squat taps to the box. Like we are going to completely modify this workout so that at the end, you can say to yourself, wow, I did all those moves that they instructed me to do. And I feel great. I feel empowered to come back and do it again. But also because this person may have not worked out for a while, the last thing we want is them showing up every single day because they're going to feel sore. They're going to be fatigued. They're going to be tired. And that is a quick way to feel burnout and discouraged to keep coming because your body is going to be hurting a little bit. I mean, it's your body is going to be saying, what are you doing? I haven't done this in 10 years. And so we want to do that slow progression and really work your way into it. And so, you know, to your question, it's just like making sure our clients understand that A, they're not alone and B, like we are going to meet you where you're at. If this is your own individual journey, we're not going to compare you to anyone else. And you are, you're the problem and you're the solution to all your problems here. And so we're going to help you wherever you're at. Yeah. Now, what do you say when someone comes in and they're, you know, maybe I, I see this a lot as a nutritionist because, you know, especially when we're younger, we have a little more freedom to work off a really bad diet. Right. Oh, yeah. I can tell you, I could have done yeah. that at like 19, 20, 22. By the time 30 rolled around, that was a little more questionable. But, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm just going to work harder and just burn off calories like right? that idea that I can just I can work out more intensely, you know, because I see that a lot. And it's actually counterproductive. So how do you walk somebody through that? Because, 
obviously your workouts aren't designed to just grind out time time on exercise. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. And we often see that more with our younger clients, um, you know, in their 20s and 30s that do still have that mentality that, oh, I overdid it this weekend. I'm going to go run six miles every day and then I'll feel great again. And I think it really boils down to like, what's your lifestyle right now? And taking this as a lifestyle approach, because even for me, like I just got back from a vacation and it was an all-inclusive resort. It was amazing. We were drinking and eating and having a good time. And we were still, you know, making that time for fitness, but I could easily get back from that vacation and say, I'm going to starve myself for an entire week to make sure that I feel you know, just like I did when I left for that vacation. But in reality, like that's a quick way for me to feel burnout and super discouraged because as you get older, that becomes very hard to achieve. Like you are not going to just be able to run, run, run and get back into, you know, the stage that you were once in that you want to get back to. And so I think it all goes back to like, what's your, what's your lifestyle allowing for right now? And are you putting things in your life that are working for you and not against you? Like, don't take on a nutrition plan that, you know, you have to meal prep three hours every, you know, every other day and you don't have time to meal prep or don't take on an exercise routine that requires you to be at the gym at 6 a.m. when you can't get up before seven every day. You know, it's like just making sure that whatever you do is going to fit into that, into your lifestyle and you're going to be able to sustain it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's just, it's just funny how much it it still plays out, you know, that old mentality of just burn off calories. Um, so tell me what about, what, what about the idea of weight training? Cause I know what I hear. So I, I have a specialty. I work obviously with women with hormonal imbalance, but I have a specialty obviously in osteoporosis, which is a huge risk for women, particularly if they're petite through their lifetime. Um, but especially once they're postmenopausal. And what I find particularly in the women that are struggling today with that is they're terrified. They don't want to weight lift, mm-hmm. you know, or they do what I call the Jane Fonda weightlifting from the eighties where they get a two and a half pound weight and they're doing the arms. I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you ever use your arms in that way. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. So what I always say to women is, you know, when you ask, when you sit down with a client and you ask them, like most women, what is your goal? What is your perfect body physique? And most of them say, I want to be toned. I want to feel lean. I want to look lean. I want to feel vibrant and healthy. I'm like, if you want to look toned, if you want to feel lean, you have to lift weights and you have to lift heavy weights. And I saw something the other day that said something like, if you want to be toned and lean, you got to, you got to lift like you want to be big and bulky. And it is so true, but women are so scared that if they do start lifting those heavy weights, that they're going to look like one of those jacked up muscle, muscle women. And I'm like, unless you're consuming 4,000 calories a day and 200 grams of protein, I don't think you're going to look like you're not going to look like that. (laughs) Well, I can tell you biochemically, you have, you need, you also need some, uh, performance enhancing drugs to get big like that. It is impossible as a woman to put on muscle like that. Exactly. And so the way I always say it is like, okay, if your goal is to be lean and and toned, then you need to burn body fat. And and if you, we have an in-body scale, which I'm sure you're very familiar with and everyone, they love to get on the in-body scale and and look at their numbers and compare their numbers every, you know, so many months. And the in-body is great. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But the only reason why I ever use it is because I love to show women the amount of muscle mass they have and how they're gaining muscle mass and losing that body fat over time with fit body. 
And so what I tell them is like, if you want to be lean and toned, if you want to feel and look like that, you need to build muscle. And the more muscle that you build, the less body fat you're going to have. And the more defined those muscles are going to be, and you're going to look that way, but it takes time. It, you know, it takes consistency over time. This isn't a short game approach. If you want to lose weight, you can lose weight quickly with a bunch of different diets and fitness routines. But if you want to have, you know, longevity and overall health, and like you said, you know, prevent osteoporosis and strengthen your bones and overall mobility, then you have to lift weights and you have to do it forever. And it can't be the Jane Fonda way. It can't be the five pound dumbbells. It needs to be heavy. It needs to be challenging. You need to do it three to four days a week. And when you do it, you need to leave that workout feeling like, Ooh, that was a good one. It doesn't need to be this brisk little, you know, the walks they do with the five pound or the two pound dumbbells that you see women do around town. And those just crack me up. But yeah, it has to be more than that. Yeah. And it's got to be lower body. That's what I always say. If you're not moving your hips, butts and, and butt and thigh, you're not doing anything because mm -hmm. most of most women, even if we're trying to tone up our arms, you have to have the rest of your body's got to be toned and lean before your arms right. show it. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things is um, like when people come in and they and they want to do like a, a spot treatment, you know, like I just want to get rid of this one thing, just this flabbiness right here. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You can't just target this one area. Like you gotta do whole body. <laughs> yeah, that's called liposuction. And, yeah. and I suggest not doing that because then you just pick up body fat somewhere else in an abnormal sort of way. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't tone just one part at all. At all. So so tell me, so where do you see your life going from here? Because you're you're in such a unique opportunity. Obviously, you've got little ones, but what's your like yeah five and 10 year goals. Cause it's, I, it's exciting as an entrepreneur myself to see somebody just kind of jumping in and going for it. Yeah. So I am at this stage right now where I'm very much invested in helping other people do what I did. Like small business ownership really has like allowed me the financial, the time freedom that I have today to be with my children more, to go on vacations with my husband. And so I really love what entrepreneurship has done for me. And I also love this industry because it's even though we're in it and we feel like everybody knows everything about health and fitness, it's there's still so many people out there that are uneducated and that need us. They need businesses like ours to help them in their life. And so I am very much inspired right now to help other women, other particularly women who want to change people's lives, who have a passion for health and fitness, and they want to open up their own gym or they have their own coaching program and figure out how can they do that. And so that's, that's my goal right now. Um, and then I'm, I'm the host of the beyond the scale podcast, which is a client facing podcast within the fit body bootcamp franchise. We have over 30,000 clients across, you know, the U S and so we send that out to our clients every week and talk about everything related to health, fitness, mindset, motherhood, ambition, and really just motivate them to live life beyond that number on the scale. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. And we'll see. No, that's, yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. So I, I would love to go back and how do you help women have that conversation about the number on the scale? So I'm gonna preface this. I had a conversation last week with a client and she had you know lost weight down to 146 pounds and we're talking about how she feels and all this other stuff and then she says well i need to get to 145 and i'm like what <laughs> and her and her statement was i need to get to 45 145 because then that gives me wiggle room and i'm like so that one pound makes wiggle hold on what does that yeah. really mean 
you know? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's like wiggle room, wiggle room for what? I think what it, for me, it goes back to like that expectation that you have, like you're, so when you say that you want to be a certain weight, it's like you're setting some sort of standard that only you set for yourself. And if you don't meet that, like, who are you disappointing? You're only disappointing yourself. And sometimes I think as women, especially like moms, we set that standard way too high for ourselves. And sometimes it's like impossible to achieve or impossible to maintain. After I had my daughter, I was in a season of life where I was coached. So we had just purchased our second boot camp. I was coaching like every single day. So like three, four, five sessions a day. I was also running a lot. And I got down to the lowest body fat percentage I had ever been. And I look back at pictures now and I'm like, oh my goodness, did I think that looked healthy? And today I am so, so far from what I used to be, but I feel great. I, you know, I, I work out regularly. My sleep is good. My nutrition is good, but I'm so far from what I used to be. And I'm like, I had this, I had set this standard for myself back then that was way too hard to maintain. And I can't achieve that now. And so I have to like leave that in the past and realize that, you know, I'm the only one that gets to decide like what that number on the scale is and what that's going to feel like. And really just the way you feel should be so much more important than that number on the scale every single day. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do get, well, in high school I was this weight and I was like, that's was before you were at hormonal peak right. before children and you were still, you still weren't actually matured yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's exactly. an unrealistic number, you know, and I, you know, personally we have an in body. So obviously we do body composition every yeah. day in the office, but you know, I'm like, I need you to pull out a pair of jeans that you can't get into right now. Yeah. Like let's use those like, or, or right. your favorite outfit. Let's use that as a gauge and a measure. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that because you know, I, we just, like I said, we just went on vacation and I was purchasing a few pair of shorts before we left. And, and I was thinking to myself, gosh, this is the same like size that I used to wear several years ago, but my body composition is completely different today than it was like pre-children, pre-having kids. And so it is amazing to see like as a woman, how your body composition can change. And that number can pretty much stay the same on the scale. And I love to just look at those metrics, the the body fat and the muscle so much more than just the weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you had some parting wisdom that you wanted to share with, let's say a woman just, you know, just kind of embarking on this, maybe they've been doing other kinds of exercises like Pilates and things like that. What are, what are some of your favorite things to help women sort of get into that mode and go, okay, I'm committing to fitness and particularly fitness that's maybe more intense than what they're used to? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it all goes back to like making sure whatever you're doing right now is really fitting into your lifestyle and, you know, make sure it fits your schedule. Finding workout buddies or accountability partners is always a great idea when you're starting a new fitness journey because they're going to help you show up for yourself on those days that you don't want to show up for yourself. And they're going to help keep you motivated. And it's also so much more fun when you work out with other people. So finding those accountability buddies is key. Um, then also like making sure that, yeah, you say you find something that you love, but make sure it offers variety and it's not always going to be the same because you are going to eventually get to a point where you're going to feel bored and it's going to get repetitive. So change it up every now and then and introduce your body to new things and to new exercise programs. And then with 
with that, make sure that you have that nutritional support or you have someone to go to that's going to help you on that journey because that's always changing too. I mean, for women, middle age, like protein is so important. And sometimes I think that we as women, we forget that. And that's such an easy thing, but just making sure that you have that support somewhere or someone that you can go to is almost like a sounding board when you're stuck in a nutritional rut and you need help, like make sure that you have somebody that can help you. And then again, with the lifestyle thing, just make sure that whatever you're doing is sustainable for the long game. Like sure, you can do six, eight week little boot camps and and programs that'll get you quick results, but make sure that you understand that that is a quick result. And in order to sustain this and be able to feel your best all the time, it's gonna be a long game approach. Yeah, that's so very true. So very true. I'm like, I can get 20 pounds off of you, but it's whether we keep the 20 pounds off of you, it's important. Right, right, yeah. And, and a lot of times too, it's like, I have to say, you know, did you have to break your back to get here? Like, did you have to kill yourself to get to this point? Because if you did, you're likely not going to be able to stay at that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if somebody wanted to find your boot camps or find out about Fit Body Boot Camp, where would they find you? Yeah. So you can go to fitbodybootcamp.com. You can type in your zip code and see if there's a boot camp near you. We have about 250 nationwide. We have some in Canada. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And then cool. Beyond the Scale, so Beyond the Scale podcast is on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Yay. Yay, that's exciting. So, you know, I hope maybe some of the women listening, maybe they're inspired to go, hey, I could go out and do this and create yeah. a Fit Body Boot Camp because it's never too late to do that, you know? No, oh, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I mean, most most of your clientele are women in my age right. group anyway. Right, and, and some of our best Fit Body Boot Camp owners have been people that have had like a transformation within their own health and fitness journey and they're inspired to then go help other people do the same. And so we love it when, you know, middle-aged women who have had that transformation can go out and replicate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, MK, I'm so excited to have had you on the show and to talk and I'll make sure that everybody in our show notes, you'll know how to get a hold of Fit Body Bootcamp and Beyond the Scale as well. So thank you awesome. so well, much. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery Podcast. You are why I'm here, and I am so very grateful. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love, and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD, and you can reach me online at BettyMurray.com. 